Hello, everyone. This is Premier Chess CEO, National Master Evan Rabin, and I am very excited to be here on a new edition, the 128th edition of the Premier Chess Podcast with Dr. Adina Blickstein. We actually met uh, about a couple months ago now through our mutual friend, uh, Gilia Moore, at his uh, Rosh Hashanah lunch. And uh, truly, uh, Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year, for those that don't know. And uh, it was a new year and a new uh, great friendship. So um, Adina uh, is uh, a psychiatrist. Uh, She currently works uh, at a medical center in Westchester, but now she's doing uh, a lot of other great things. Uh, Soon launching a private practice. Uh, and actually has some envisions uh, to open up a full uh, therapeutic uh, virtual school uh, and sort of preparation for that. She's actually hosting a virtual conference uh, next month uh, from February 14th to 15th, uh, which I really do have the esteemed honor of being able to present that. So uh, Adina, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for hosting, Evan. This is such an honor. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Well, it's my honor that you'd come on and uh, really, you know, again, value our uh, friendship and, and whatnot. So uh, for one, uh, you know, t- tell me a little bit more about, you know, just your background and how you got into, uh, you know, being a psychotherapist. I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm, I'm a still psychiatry trainee. I'll be completing my fellowship at the end of um, July 2021. And um, I, I also have a master's in public health. So my passion is really about restructuring medical systems and making them healthy systems, because I believe that within healthy systems, human beings thrive. Um, so for, in other words, um, you know, instead of living in a home that's kind of run down and the electricity is failing and the plumbing is failing and trying to have to fix all those little issues and putting out fires, I, I'm really about rebuilding and restructuring the home and build a, building a completely new system so that we don't have to put out fires and things could be healthy and smooth. That's really the idea behind my organization um, called Teal Dragon. The website is tealdragon.org. Um, which is a new way, new progressive way of helping children through psychiatry, um, therapy, uh, education, and integrated uh, medical care. So please check it out. And and if you're interested, please reach out to me. Again, that's tealdragon.org, T-E-A-L-D-R-A-G-O-N.org. Yeah, so wonderful. We'll definitely get into that. And you kind of answered the last question that I always ask with regard to, uh, you know, contact information. But, uh, you know, tell me a little bit more. I mean, so you, you know, you're also a mother, you have kids, uh, you know, you've definitely uh, in many different, uh, you know, capacities have dealt with children and you've seen, uh, you know, what are some of the challenges that, uh, you know, students, uh, you know, face. Uh, But what made you first you know, want to get into, uh, you know, the psychotherapy uh, realm? I don't know. I think it, it was more like it was a, it called me 
um, to to do this kind of work. I feel like I have had always had a lot of interest, but sometimes you don't choose careers and careers choose you. Mm. And I think that's what happened here. I always just followed along a linear path and just kept my options open to see what happened, but I, I didn't really know where it would end up. So I just do feel that as I get towards the end of my training, that I really can contribute to the field in a, in a new way, given my eclectic background in, in the arts, in medicine, in pediatrics, and in, in psychiatry and psychology. Yeah, and I, I like what you said about, you know, your profession choosing you. Um, I was actually uh, talking over Shabbat last night with my rabbi, Mendy Berkerer, uh, and, you know, I actually asked him a little bit of a tough question. And I said, uh, you know, if there's one common misconception about rabbis, uh, you know, what is it? You know, and he actually said that, you know, most rabbis, you know, didn't know all along that they wanted to be rabbis. Um, you know, a lot of what makes a good rabbi is they're unlike other rabbis uh, in certain uh, aspects, uh, which is, you know, something that, uh, you know, it's interesting. You know, a lot of the rabbis that I'm close to, including him. Um, you know, as well as, for instance, Rabbi Levy Welton, who uh, actually was also on the podcast, uh, you know, truly is uh, in a way because, yes, they're, you know, different, uh, you know, from others. Um, so it's interesting how, uh, you know, career, uh, you know, just changes uh, and how things could, uh, you know, just kind of just come about. Right. Um, so tell me now, I mean, could you maybe think of like one or two times where you, uh, you know, were practicing, uh, you know, in the field and, you know, you maybe like truly made a difference, uh, you know, on, on a kid? You know, unfortunately, um, the work I do is not a quick fix. And it's hard to it's hard to really see the impact of what you do. Well, maybe not like a huge impact, but like what's maybe like a time where you saw like, you know, some, some sort of impact or like, you know, some sort of, you know, win, if you will. Um, I had an experience like that, but it wasn't in working with mental health. It was working in, um, in medical, in the medical field where, um, I was, I was confronted by a girl who I didn't recognize and she gave me a big hug. And I, I said, I didn't know who she was. And she's like, you don't remember me. I was so sick and you helped me and, and you were my doctor and you helped me. And I absolutely, I didn't even recognize her. She was, she was really very, very ill at the time. And, and she came back and it was just a remarkable difference. And she really did remember that interaction. Um, and it was surprising because, you know, people, people change when they're in certain vulnerable, very vulnerable states. And then there, that, that gave me hope to realize that people do recover and do change and do overcome um, situation. So that was, that was an amazing, um, moment for me. Hmm. And is it times like that, that, you know, make your job worth it? Um, you know, what, 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 what do you do your, you know, job for, uh, most? Um, well, I think the way that the system currently is, um, is actually very frustrating because I do feel like just back to the house analogy, what we do a lot is put out fires of, of, 
of systems that are not necessarily communicating and talking with each other. And so it is really frustrating. Um, and so I like to, to take up an approach where I kind of zoom out and look at the bigger picture. I'm sure that there is an impact that I'm making in a small way with, with the way things are run now. But I do hope that in the future, I can make an even bigger change by restructuring some of these systems, and making them more integrated. How do you see yourself doing that? So just to give an example, the educational system, like we've seen, especially during COVID, has been having a very hard time engaging children, especially with IEPs or individualized educational programs or kind of special learning needs. And during Zoom school, it's been even more challenging for those children to have their needs met by our educational system. And so one of my visions and dreams is to basically create a school uh, called the Learning Lair in which therapy, medication management, and educational needs of the child will be met in one place. Mm. And I, I would hope this will be a model for future educational um, systems to be built that is completely integrated with psychoeducation, psychotherapy, and medication management, because this is what the children need, um, especially now when, when it's so difficult to learn um, in our current situation. And unfortunately, many, many children are suffering because of that. And because, because they're suffering academically and the educational systems are not necessarily able to meet the needs of the children, they're suffering mentally and their mental health is suffering. And because their mental health suffers, their, their academic function suffers. So it's all, kind of, it's all kind of mixed together. I don't think you could, you can tease out one from the other. So the vision of the learning layer is to really build a program that's completely integrated. Um, and I hope that other, other schools or institutions will pick up that, that similar model. Got it. Got it. And yeah, I mean, the, this whole idea of a virtual school, um, you know, really is, you know, I think very interesting. Um, you know, obviously this is the first year that, um, you know, majority of parents have actually been uh, really exposed to the idea of virtual learning. Um, there's definitely been, you know, a whole lot of, uh, you know, challenges getting kids, uh, you know, truly engaged. Um, how, how, how do you see your school and, you know, also just, you know, educators now uh, being able to uh, ensure that kids are, you know, getting the, the most that they can from virtual learning? I think it's a challenge. I think teachers are struggling. Administrators are struggling. Kids are struggling. Um, everybody is struggling. Families are having a hard time. Um, you know, I think for the most part, it's been interesting based on people who I've spoken to. Some kids are doing academically better, especially kids with anxiety. They don't have to go to school, so they're more comfortable at home. So they might be doing better academically. But they're not really, the, socially, it's still very challenging. They're not getting as much social exposure. And that part is a problem for, for their development. Um, so it varies, but children with special learning needs or children that have attention deficits of, of any sort are really struggling um, from what I see. And um, 
I think schools are tr- struggling as well to meet needs of kids, for example, who have, who have untimed testing or need, need directions read out loud or need special services in the school. It's, it's very challenging. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I could definitely see that, um, you know, look, we've currently uh, transitioned quite a bit to virtual learning. Um, you know, we were actually quoted by my good friend Dylan McLean uh, in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago about, uh, you know, how we've uh, actually boosted our business uh, tremendously. Uh, you know, of course, after Queen's Gambit, uh, which was, uh, you know, a huge uh, deal, uh, you know, in, in, in the chess world. Um, but uh, and we've converted a lot of our school programs uh, and we've actually uh, you know, since the pandemic, have signed on. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know about four new school programs. Uh, you know, all virtual. Um, and you know, there's definitely been challenges, but uh, you know, obviously a lot of uh, progress uh, as well. So, um, as uh, you know, working you know to be psychotherapist. Uh, you know, what 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 has been some of the obviously every single case is you know very different. Uh, but what kind of common uh, cases, uh, you know, have you seen, uh, you know, since the pandemic? I think kids are really anxious. Um, I don't think it's healthy for children to be sitting at home most of the day. Um, they're, they're not moving enough. So I think their bodies are just more stagnant. And I think kids need to get up and run around a lot more than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think families, um, are having a hard time structuring and balancing the day. I think things have been getting easier since the beginning, but, um, you know, it's when everyone doesn't just go off and do their own thing, there's, there can cause some imbalances in the home, um, and a lot more stress. Mm. Um, and also the social isolation of just children not necessarily being able to talk physically to others. I think social media addiction, internet addiction has been skyrocketing. I think kids that are susceptible to gaming, gaming are gaming more. Um, kids who go on social media are going on social media more. Kids are texting or texting more because they're also supplementing um, their lack of actual physical social interaction with social activities online. But it has its negative repercussions in terms of poor sleep and higher levels of anxiety and it's interfering. Hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one thing I will say, uh, you know, being able to make more routines during this time uh, have been, you know, actually incredibly helpful. Uh, Of course, not just for kids, but for everyone. Um, You know, there are days now where, you know, I don't even leave the home. Uh, you know, which is like not particularly good. Uh, you know, it's 421 now in the afternoon. Uh, and I, uh, you know, haven't left my home yet, uh, which is, you know, probably not, you know, the best thing. Um, but, um, you know, t- typically I will, um, you know, it's important to be able to uh, really like, yeah, like, like reap, uh, you know, the benefit of everything that uh, you could do uh, and yeah, constantly, uh, you know, try to, uh, you know, move forward um, and, uh, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, even though you might not be traveling as much uh, and other things, but uh, you really want to, um, 
yeah, make sure that you're, um, you know, stay, staying active. So um, how do you see, uh, there has been obviously some studies over the years about, you know, chess and, and psychology. Um, you probably haven't heard, but uh, maybe you did, you know, Emmanuel Lasker, uh, who was the world champion during the 1870s. Uh, you know, he was also a psychologist. Um, you know, he uh, actually, um, in many cases, uh, used uh, his abilities to actually not always necessarily even make the best move. Uh, but he would do things to, you know, kind of put his opponents uh, in uh, just sort of, uh, you know, in a weird mind uh, when they wouldn't know, you know, exactly what was going on. Um, so, yeah, there, there's definitely uh, a lot about, uh, you know, chess and, and psychology. Uh, but what, what, what uh, yeah, what, what are your thoughts there? You know, where, where do you think chess and uh, psychology sort of uh, intersect? I mean, I don't know that much about chess, but I do know that if a child or really anybody finds something that they enjoy and are passionate about and it, it's stimulating, I think it's, it's positive and it's good. Um, I think that we need more things like that, more activities that kids find engaging, fun, things they could do with friends, um, with family that are not necessarily screens um, that, and then they could reap benefits from it. Um, I'm sure there are studies showing, you know, chess players having good ability to problem solve and be strategic. I, I don't, I'm not particularly familiar with them, but, um, I can imagine it's, it's just a positive outlet for kids. And, and I think it's anything positive right now is, is a good thing. So one common, you know, problem that, uh, you know, chess teachers, I think will, uh, kind of tell you all the time uh, is kids just aren't confident enough. Um, you know, they see someone who's, you know, higher rated than them and they, you know, almost just freeze. Um, so w what ideas do you have for building confidence? I mean, it's a really good question. I think confidence comes from a lot of places. Uh, a person to feel like they can do something and feel empowered really needs to be reinforced everywhere um, in schools by parents. If a child is not feeling reinforced by his family, it's unlikely that they're going to show differently in the classroom. So I think when it comes to confidence, it needs to be across all spectrums um, that, that same type of reinforcement. And then mindfulness for kids is also really effective mantras and mindfulness and, you know, saying words like um, peace starts with me, or I can do this. I'm strong. I am capable. Those are all wonderful exercises to reinforce kids confidence. And these are exercises that they can do at home daily. And it really helps restructure the brain so that they'll be less vulnerable to outside negative influences. Yeah, no, absolutely. And a lot of it really is uh, just the ability to, uh, you know, think, think positive and think forward. Um, you know, three of our closest education partners uh, who have actually been on the podcast, 
you know, Lara Hatcher of Flow and Code Grids Yoga, uh, Mike Papapavlu of Guitar Guide Guru, and Michael Deutsch of uh, Hands on Hoop Skills. Um, you know, we talked to, you know, I talked to all three of them, uh, you know, all the time uh, about how we could uh, motivate kids. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's chess or yoga or basketball or guitar, uh, you know, which is all the subjects that we teach. Uh, but really, it's just the ability, as Michael Deutsch likes to say, you know, we can do it. Um, or, you know, Lara, of course, you know, as a yoga uh, professional is, you know, about mindset and, you know, relaxing. Um, and then Mike Papapavlu says, you know, Pame, let's go. Um, you know, and, and really like that, that, that's a lot of, uh, you know, what we need to do. Um, actually, I was uh, on my friend John Hendrick's switch stream uh, before. Uh, John Hendrick also is a, a former podcast guest who runs a chess company in Houston. Uh, but he was actually giving me, uh, you know, just a little bit of kind words about how, uh, you know, why am I a successful entrepreneur? I just do it, um, you know, and, I, and there, there's no holding back. And, um, you know, that's also how we've, you know, gotten like a lot of esteemed guests on our podcast, uh, just because, you know, that there, there, there's no holding back. Uh, it's just consistently uh, moving forward, right? So um, that, that really is, uh, you know, what it's about. Um, and yeah, speaking of which, uh, you know, I really am uh, truly uh, excited to uh, be actually involved with a couple podcasts, uh, sorry, a couple uh, conferences uh, next month. Um, you know, it's funny, like, I, I don't even know why February, but like, there's three virtual conferences now that uh, I'm actually uh, involved with. Um, Joe Rojas, uh, who runs Thrivers 360, the mastermind group that I'm part of. Uh, is organizing uh, an amazing conference uh, next month that um, I really do uh, recommend uh, to everyone. Uh, it's called the Growth Accelerators uh, Summit uh, on February 24th. There's going to be a lot of uh, business professionals there. We're actually, uh, you know, thankfully one of the sponsors uh, for the event. Um, and actually, if you email me, uh, of course, at evanatpremierchess.com, uh, I could send you our promo code to get uh, $50 off uh, from the event. Um, and then February 21st, um, a recent podcast guest, Michael Whitehouse, um, is actually putting on Conference 21. Uh, and there I'm going to be presenting about business uh, and life and chess. Uh, but of course, uh, as we mentioned before, Adina is hosting uh, this Cosmic Dragon uh, conference for parents and kids, uh, 11 plus, uh, from February 14th to 15th, uh, on the 14th at, uh, about 1120, uh, AM, I'm going to be actually talking, uh, a presentation about overcoming learning disabilities through chess. Um, so for those people that may actually not know, uh, I actually went to the Churchill school as a kid, uh, which is uh, a learning disability school. Uh, and I, you know, truly am very, very grateful uh, for, you know, getting started in chess there. Uh, my friend, Ternaz Kennedy, who uh, I've actually done a lot of work with uh, recently, actually, in the last couple of years, uh, you know, really got me started uh, in chess there. Uh, and truly, chess has had uh, such a tremendous impact. Um, and, you know, as part of her conference, I, I really do uh, look forward to, uh, you know, talking about uh, some of my experiences uh, but could you tell us a little bit more about this conference? 
Sure. So this is so exciting. It's our first conference that we're hosting called Cosmic Dragon Conference. It's a two-day conference. Um, it's a Sunday, Monday. Uh, the February 14th is a Sunday, and we're going to start around 9.30, and then we're going to go until about 3.30, and the same thing on Monday. The first day is going to be is themed Embarking on Your Dragon Journey, and the second day is, is themed Living Your Dragon Dream. And the first day theme, we're going to be having a panel of people who have had different challenges, whether it's learning disabilities or mental illness, when they were younger and how they went through a system, whether it's the mental health system or having a lot of therapists helping them or medication, and then how they overcame their challenges and how, how they're successful today and, and what they do to continuously reinforce uh, po having pos a positive mindset. And then in the afternoons, we're going to be doing some uh, Qigong and meditation. And I'm going to be leading a session about how to create your own superhero avatar. Um, and, and also how to use their, your avatar to empower yourself. So it should be amazing and super fun. And also an opportunity for kids and parents to bond, to ask questions, to meet our amazing facilitators. And it's just a great opportunity, especially given what's been going on for parents to get support from other parents, especially um, through this time. So please register and we look forward to seeing you, meeting you. And what do you see as like your biggest goal for this conference? So like I said before, we're really trying to build a school that's integrated psychoeducation, medication and education. And we're trying to recruit um, a board of directors for the school, as well as um, a focus group of children um, who would be willing to give their input about what kind of education they want and what would give them joy and make them happy. We want this school to be child-centered and really focus on the children um, because I am a firm believer that children should love what they do every day. And if they're not, then we have to work with them and have conversations with them. So well, the goals of this conference is really to bring in um, people who are passionate about the mission of Teal Dragon and the learning layer and bring in families that feel like this would, this would be helpful to their, to their children and, and empower them to be the best that they can be. Yeah, wow. Wow. Well, um, yeah, I really look forward again to being, uh, you know, a big part of the conference. Um, and I think most importantly, it's just, uh, you know, to be able to build a community. Um, and this is where, uh, you know, things start. Um, and, you know, truly, you never know, uh, you know, what could uh, come, come out of it. So, um, well, thank you so much, Adina. Really, it's been a pleasure learning a little bit more about your ideas about uh, restructuring uh, the medical system, uh, a little bit of a preview of your upcoming school, uh, some of the common challenges with virtual learning uh, and psychology, uh, you know, since the pandemic, um, learning a little bit about the intersection of chess and psychology, uh, some ideas about uh, building conference confidence, uh, and of course, uh, you know, talking about your upcoming conference on February 14th to uh, 15th. Um, I really would uh, encourage everyone to be there, um, especially, uh, you know, on the morning of the 14th, of course, when, uh, you know, I'm going to be presenting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Adina. Um, 
Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I just, I just, I'm really appreciative of this um, opportunity to, to speak and, um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> wow. Wow. So if anyone would like to reach out, uh, learn a little bit more about some of the projects that you're doing, uh, most notably the upcoming conference and of course the school and your private practice, um, what would be the best way for people to reach you? Sure. So you can go to Teal Dragon, T-E-A-L dragon.org. And you could also email me at support at tealdragon.org if you have any questions or any thoughts. Um, again, that's support at tealdragon.org. And the website is tealdragon.org. Okay. Well, everyone definitely check her out. And I look forward to uh, speaking to everyone soon. Uh, thank you so much, Adina, for your time today. Uh, look forward to staying in touch in uh, just, uh, yeah, exactly two weeks from now, uh, being part of the conference. All right. Thanks, Evan. My pleasure. Bye.